Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. So this week, I have with me two really awesome dudes. <laughs> um, they are heels in the professional wrestling business, but they're awesome dudes in my book. We had a pretty good conversation, and uh, we kind of got off topic a few times and started talking about other things, but I think that's part of the fun. You know, there's no really set way of doing these conversations that I have with people, so it's really nice when we can just go off on a tangent just because we're enjoying the conversation. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys will enjoy this one. It was a lot of fun to record, and we've already talked about doing another one. Uh, next time uh, with comic books. So I am really excited about this episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So if you're as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. Before I get started, I just want to talk about R&L Designs for all of your custom hat, cup, shirt needs, even key fobs. If you need any of this stuff customized, go to R&L Designs. They have everything that you could ever want or need. They have some of the best prices that I've seen. They have some of the best stuff that I've seen. Um, just go over to their Facebook page, and that's R&L Designs. I'll put a link to them in my show notes. Also, if you would like to get a hold of them, you can reach them at randldesigns19 at gmail.com. That, once again, that's randldesigns19 at gmail.com. For all of your custom needs, hit them up today. Give them a like, give them a follow. All right. So, today I have with me Toxic Masculinity, the Johnnies. How are you guys doing? I'm good. This is Johnny Lightning speaking. I'm also good, and this is Johnny Dynamite speaking. Well, it's really good to have you guys on here. It's good to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, I've uh, been talking to you guys back and forth for a few weeks now, trying to get this all set up, and we have finally made it. So, I know that you guys have been a tag team for about a a little bit over a year now, correct? Barely over a year. April 11th was our anniversary, so a little over a year now. Well, happy anniversary to y'all then. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've been, you know, uh, picking up things here and there. I've got to watch some, a few of your matches that I found online, and I've got I'm sorry. to. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've also found, I've found some promos and stuff too. So, you know, and no, uh, that's that's the that's the better work. 
is the promos. I promo strength is my is my area. The wrestling expert is Johnny Dynamite. Okay. <laughs> so two halves of the same hole. Hey, it, it you know what? That's what makes it so great with you guys too, because you know you uh, help each other out in the areas where you need help, right? Thank you. That's what that's what partners for a good partner. Exactly. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what what got you guys into wrestling? I'm sure it's pretty much the same as everybody else, but you know, um, what what is your wrestling story on how you got in? So I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> so you kind of had the carny <laughs> life. <laughs> in all seriousness, no, I've I've just been a fan for as long as I can remember. Okay, Go basically ahead. the same as him. Same as him, just kind of got into it. I know. I think you guys are a little bit younger than I am. I'm 33, so... I'm, I'm not, not too far. I'm 25. You're 25. 24. You're 24? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, y'all y'all are not too far uh, age difference. So you grew up probably watching some of the Attitude Era and stuff like that as well. And, that was uh, my. Those were my earliest memories of wrestling, were the Attitude Era. Yeah. Did you have a... A favorite person that you know you kind of emulate yourself after i mean i feel like johnny dynamite's laughing here because <laughs> i'm a pretty blatant Shawn michaels uh i wouldn't say a, a homage a a tribute i'm a Shawn michaels tribute so. i def i definitely caught that vibe it's I, harder to pin down johnny dynamite i guess he's more unique than me he's more unique <laughs> he's more he's more unique so um where uh, where do you get your inspiration from, Johnny Dynamite? It's a mix of a few guys. Uh, Dean Malenko. Uh-huh. I love it. So for me, it's Dean Malenko, Rob Van Dam, and JBL. Okay. Are, are you going to do like a, a clothesline from hell on somebody? <laughs> oh, I, I have. The match we had Sunday, I might have hit some very, very harsh clothesline. I can speak from experience that every clothesline he throws is from hell. <laughs> so I actually got to see, well, I think you posted it on Facebook today, and then I'm pretty sure there was somebody else that I saw posted it on, online. There at the end of the match, I guess uh, one of the kids called an audible on you guys and uh, yeah. ended up with you both rolling on the ground. Yeah, uh, that kid called the finish, basically, so we just went with it. <laughs> We inadvertently made that kid cry. We didn't mean to. I meant to. <laughs> I didn't see him reach his hand out for a high five, and I guess it hurt his feelings. I looked him dead in the eyes. Dead in the eyes and just said, I'm not doing it. So, so he yelled to Jason Jones, who we were wrestling. He yelled, hey, uh, basically punched him below the belt. And that's exactly what he did. <laughs> After the match, though, so he's yeah. smart. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he he is one of those uh, crowd favorites, and you know that just comes with the territory. Whenever you're a heel, I guess, right? Alleged, he's allegedly a crowd favorite. He's allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of it's piped in. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that is the big thing nowadays is uh, the, <laughs> the piped-in noise. I'm kidding, of course. If he hears this, he'll fire both of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy. I got to talk to that. The, the last show that I went to that was in Bentonville. So he, he's he's a really cool guy. I'm looking to maybe here in the future have him on here as well. 
that's a good segue because he actually trained both of us. Did he really? Yeah, he's uh, a yeah. he's responsible for us, whether that's a good or bad thing. Hey, I would say that's a good thing because I mean, look where you're at now. They do say that great heroes create their own villains in some way. So. Yes, yes, I I I can see that, and that's it's, something else I, I've noticed with you. Um, you're you're quite the the comic book guy, aren't you? If you could see where we were at right now, surrounded by my action figures and comic books, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. We both kind of are. Uh, okay. Johnny Bravo too. Well, I mean, my wall right now, I've got um, Marvel and DC and uh, some Star Wars stuff up on my wall. I've got a little spot out in my garage. I've, I kind of told you guys about it and everything. It's my little recording area. And, uh, yeah, I've got hey. it made up just for me. That's awesome. Hopefully we can see it sometime. Yeah, that'd be cool. If we do a sequel to this. Yes, I, I would love to have that happen. So... Who is it that you guys are going to be uh, facing? Because I know this weekend is when y'all are going to be in Asylum Springs. So we're issuing an open challenge. So we have yet to find out who our opponent is going to be. Okay. And then, of course, the main event is an eight-man random drawing, so we could be in the main event, too. We don't know yet. Oh, wow. So really, it's a lot of unknowns for us this weekend. Yeah. That uh, sounds like it's going to be an exciting show, though. I've... uh tried to keep up with everybody that's going to be there and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun uh, i know that in the shows, past yeah. i'm sorry what i was going to say the crown shows are always a good time they're they're really well put together oh yeah yeah and chris is uh he's a pretty good guy too oh he's he's a monster when it comes to promoting he's oh, all over the place so oh yeah well i mean give him uh, a shout out yeah uh, he is amazing i mean Right there in Bentonville, there's the big digital sign. Yeah, uh, we just found out about that, yeah. I asked him, I was like, where is that at? And so he told me, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to drive by that and see it, because I, I, I'm actually not too far from it. I'm just in that area, so I'm going to have to drive by and look at it myself. But he, Definitely. yeah, he's he's pretty awesome guy as well. So how, how much have you guys actually worked with uh, Chris and Crown Championship Wrestling? We have actually been there since, like, his first show. Okay. So, we've known Chris for years at this point. So, the last one that I went to, the one in Bentonville, that's the first time I I didn't know anything about the local wrestling scene at all. So, I'm kind of new getting into this side of it, and I'm pretty excited about it. So... If you only made the Bentonville show, that means you haven't actually seen me live yet, because I wasn't I, I wasn't able to do it. Correct. Uh, I wow. haven't seen you live. I think Johnny Dynamite, you were in the opening match, the show I went to. I was. It was me versus Iceman. That's right, Iceman. Yeah, that's uh, that's the guy that Justin Lee faced in that uh, qualifying round, I believe, as well. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was an exciting show for sure. But I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I know that you guys are um, also part of wrestling for a cause, and I know yes. that you were actually the tag team champions there as well. Am I correct? We are, we are the reigning and defending tag team champions. That is awesome. Congratulations on that. Going on a, going on about nine months. Wow, so. that's that's pretty impressive. So we're creeping up on that year and. Uh, I don't know. I don't see anyone dethroning us before that, so I'm sure we'll have our, our year-long celebration as champion. We're too good at I'm sorry, what? 
I've now made Johnny Dynamite skeptical. He's looking for wood to knock on, he said. <laughs> well, i got some right here I can knock on. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, WFC's amazing. It's, those are really fun shows. And they're like, it's in the name. It's for a great cause. It's normally for uh, cancer research and for fundraisers for kids and stuff like that. So it's an awesome, it's an awesome place to be. Yeah, it. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty good. Uh, just from you know what I've heard of it, I haven't actually got to go to one of the shows yet. I do uh, plan on going to one as soon as I can. Um, I know, oh, we'd love to have you there. Yeah, I know you have a show that's coming up here really soon, and I think it's uh, is it Fandetta that's coming up. Yeah, uh, that's actually a show where the fans pick the stipulations and opponents. So we're going to be part of a match, but we don't know our opponents until the day of the show. Oh, so. Yeah, they're going to vote for our opponents live. A lot of the voting happens online, like you can go and vote for the polls, but our match specifically will be live voting, so that's interesting. <laughs> Do you at least have like a, a, a gist of it could be this person or it could be this they're tag gonna, team? They're going to save the possible people for right before our match, so we'll be getting ready for our match, and then the crowd will, I guess it'll be by tiers, we'll uh -huh. choose who the two people will be to face us. Right? Oh, wow. It's going to be difficult to prepare for that match, to say the least. Right. Yeah, that definitely will be difficult. And, I mean, that's kind of a... I know it's been done before in wrestling where they... Um, what was it? Um, Cyber Sunday that they had? Uh, yeah, and uh, Taboo Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday, yes. That Those were always a lot of fun to watch, you know. And oh, yeah. I'm sure that this one will be just as much fun, if not more, because something I've noticed is... I'm not talking down about the major ring or major wrestling uh, organizations, but it seems like the people in the independents and stuff they try harder and they've they've got more passion. It feels absolutely, like. yeah. Know? I mean, the it, fan service is stronger in independent wrestling. I mean, everyone just wants to make everyone happy. As far as the fans, right? We understand we're competing with the major companies in a way. I mean, if, let's say our show falls on the night of a pay-per-view for another company. We know that we have to do something or advertise something that's up to par to the local fans to motivate them to not just sit at home and watch a pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. So the pressure's kind of on us there when that happens. And we usually – it's usually a packed house, so we're doing something right. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard – you know, I hear nothing but good things about it. So, you know, I mean, y'all have to be doing something right. And, I mean, like you said, it's also for a good cause as well. I'm it sorry. seems like wherever we go, we just we stumble into success and fans. So we're yeah. still not quite sure what we're doing, but whatever it is, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, I mean, just, just keep at it because, I mean, everything that I've seen from you guys has been very entertaining. You know, I mean, well, thank you. it's... Uh, I mean, the first time I actually, I've actually, we've met once. I haven't seen you perform, but it was at the uh, Northwest Arkansas Comic -Con. Comic Con. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you guys were there in the morning on Saturday, I believe it was. So, yeah, we were there Saturday during the day, and we met a lot of cool people, you included. Yeah. Had a great time there. Yeah, I, I got to meet Booker T. That was really cool. Booker T was really nice. He so was, that was That was a pleasant surprise. He was probably the coolest person I talked to there. I was also really excited about Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, The Flash. Uh, the Flash and also, you the know. Animated, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should clarify Lex that. Luthor. I loved Smallville, but uh -huh. I'm I'm always going to be a, a DC fanboy for specifically the animated stuff, so I know him from Justice League. 
Yes. Well, and the thing is, is DC knows how to put on a good animated movie. Oh, executed perfectly normally. Yeah, I, I wish some of their other stuff was ex- executed just as well. I'm I'm a bigger DC guy than I am a um, Marvel guy. So I am too, and I, I think Dynamite is too. Oh, 100%. I know I am. I'm a huge DC fanboy. Yes. I mean, I I had an episode a few weeks ago where all we did is talk about Batman. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> if I start talking about Batman, that's the rest of the podcast <laughs> well hey maybe next time when i have you guys come on um, just a comic book episode yes that would be great i would love that we can talk about marvel versus dc or something like that or oh. i don't know you know anything that would just be great um, anything star wars or dc or marvel we'd be we'd be set for sweet uh, the last time I had people here recording with me, it ended up being a three-hour recording. <laughs> it, took <me> t- <laughs> it took me 12 hours to edit that show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, my wife That's was not tour. happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, do you guys have any tag teams that you that you would want to face? Any um, oh. that are in the majors or even tag teams that aren't around anymore? Just, do you have any that would be like a dream match for you guys? Uh, that's a good question, and I don't think that's something we give a lot of thought to. Oh, I already have an answer. Okay, so J- Johnny Dynamite has, so I'll, right. I'll let him point on this one. This is easy for me. It's the Briscoes. The Briscoes, I, okay. From our, I love them. Uh-huh. They're one of my favorite tag teams of all time. And Tough Guy Inc., Bob Evans and them, I love them. Uh-huh. See, I am terrified of the Briscoe brothers, so <laughs> they they I'm definitely look they definitely look very intimidating. <laughs> See, but Johnny Dynamite is the brute of the group. He is the brawler, so it's fitting. He's the one that makes the kids cry. He's, he's the he's the one who makes the kids cry, which is ironic because he's the one with children. Oh, okay, I know how to cry. There you go. He <laughs> he has experience on it. Yeah, once you have a few of them, you figure out how to do that. But then, I mean, obviously. And, I'm going to steal another one of his answers because I think it's one of his favorite tag teams is FTR. Everybody loves FTR. You've got to oh, love yes. FTR. They, to me, they're a throwback. Oh, um, definitely. And that's one thing I like because one of my favorite tag teams growing up was um, the Steiner Brothers. Oh, I love the Steiner Brothers. And you just don't see tag teams like them anymore. And FTR no. came up and they have that gritty, almost Texas feel to them yeah you know and i love it it's just that that gritty texas cowboy tag team is the way it feels almost and uh they're probably one of my favorites i've been i've been simmering on that question and uh i don't think i have a really set answer i just want to wrestle everybody you know so (laughs) hey just like you did um was last month when it was uh the johnny's versus the world oh that was yeah we, we really enjoyed that it was it was taxing though it was physically draining but because we basically it wasn't a gauntlet match so to speak but having only the time in between your match and the next match not a lot of time to to recuperate so right but we beat three teams in one night and retained our championships so it was a successful johnny's versus the world there you go i mean that's all you can ask for right when you have the pressure of having your name in the show you have to deliver (laughs) right well, hey, that goes to show right there that, I mean, you guys must be doing something that is catching attention, you know, and uh, 
that that's what's important. I mean, if you can sell yourselves the way that you guys are doing, then you're doing it right. Oh, yeah. And we've still um, still undefeated in mid-states wrestling, so we have that going for us, too. There you go. And but they have undefeated for undefeated in it for a year. And uh, oh, wow. WFC tag team champions. So, yeah. And uh, mid-states, don't they have an anniversary coming up? That'll be uh, June 20, June, uh, June 22nd. June 22nd. All right. So y'all have got all kinds of shows planned that are coming up for you then. Yeah. I'm, uh, oh, that's actually June 11th. I'm sorry. June 11th. Okay. That'll be Saturday, June 11th at the Harrison, Arkansas Fairground. The indoor building. The indoor expo building. If I don't say that, Jason Jones will be will <laughs> have a cardi have a cardiac arrest on me. So so how was it um training with him whenever you guys it's, were coming up? It's great. And uh like you were talking about FDR being throwbacks, he's very he's a throwback in, in a lot of ways, especially in the way he trains and even promotes and uh he taught us the basics uh and uh, just built onto that over the years. And he taught us the classically trained i guess you would call it we were trained the old school way so i think that, that helps us in a lot of ways too as opposed to other people does he have more of like a a southern wrestling feel to him or is it 100 percent more of a southern wrestling feel think of like uh mid-south uh, the yeah. old territories yeah jason jones really helped us he taught us how to you can throw us in there with people who want to go go out there and do 30 flips we can still put on the match right because you learn your basics and you get so good at that that you can go out there and have a match with anyone i mean mid-states is one of the best promotions and just best schools out there in my opinion that's good i mean and that's what you want is you want to be able to be versatile because then that's where doors open up for you to where you can have you know the johnnies versus the world exactly yeah so you said that he was in the Mid-South and stuff like that. Um, I've told this story before on here, but when it comes to Mid-South wrestling, I had a, a buddy whose grandmother bought Jerry the King Lawler's old house. What? Yeah, and it was cool because it had a, it was in West Memphis, Arkansas, and it had this huge statue out front of this man on a horse. <laughs> Who was the man? I don't know. I, I, I thought that was going somewhere. I was waiting. I, 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 I wish I wish that it was Jerry the King Lawler sitting on that horse. <laughs> that would be the coolest thing ever. <laughs> we but, were actually we were at we were at his fiftieth anniversary uh, show in Jackson, Tennessee, and he came out on a horse. Did he really? For his match, yeah, he came out on a horse. So we were there for that. That was that was a blast too. Oh wow! I, I recently just watched the. Uh, have you watched any of that A&E show that, uh, where they're trying to find like um, collectibles from different wrestlers and stuff? Yeah, the, the Lost Treasure show. Yes, I actually just got yeah. through watching the episode about him on there, and that was really cool, talking I, about the Andy really Kaufman stuff. Oh, I really enjoyed that show is what I was saying. It was a yeah. well-put-together show. I mean, it's really cool because, I mean, you get a lot of the story that you didn't see before, which I always love Anything that I can find that has to do with wrestling, I love it. Oh, us too. I'm a complete nerd when it comes to it. My buddy, who also watches with me most of the time, uh, says that I'm I'm the nerdy fan because I'm the one. Like, oh yeah, that was you know uh, Hell in a Cell, and it was you know when Shawn Michaels did this, and you know it, I no, can that's me. pinpoint it. And so he's always like, "Yeah, you're the nerdy fan. You know way too much." And I, that's I both know. of them. We're both. We're 
both very much historians, so we, we understand that completely. Well, it's I think it's important to kind of keep that history. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's very important to remember that stuff. Speaking of lost treasures, it's a, it's a funny little side story. I'm a sentimental one of the group, so uh-huh. I keep everything that we use or have used in matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have pretty much a whole garage full of memorabilia from the Johnnies. That's awesome. <laughs> and he just he shakes his head and he, he rolls his eyes when I keep something like a broken piece of a table or a piece of wrist tape and I date it and mark it and frame it. He got his head busted open with a chair. And after the show, a guy came up to us and he says, hey, man, I'll give you $50 for that chair. <laughs> well, to me, I'm like, you sell the chair. I kept the chair, he obviously. wouldn't sell the chair. <laughs> It's a piece of like, history. It's the first chair I ever got busted open with. I can't give. I can't give it up. <laughs> That's great. That is. That would kind. Of, I'm sorry, but that would probably be me too. I'd be like, hmm. Somebody wants it for fifty dollars, huh? Uh, I I think I can keep this as a collectible. I can't part with it, and it'll be worth twice as much a year from now. So. Exactly. <laughs> when y'all have you know been undefeated for the for two years as the WFC tag team champions, you know, the, that's the right. value that's just right. goes up. And uh, you spoke about Carney. We're also called Carnies because we're very much merchandise oriented. You know, okay. And, and uh, that's a lost art almost is uh, marketing yourself. Yes. So we, we take heavy pride in marketing ourselves and merchandising ourselves because people want, if people like you, they want things about you. Right. And, uh, it's a surprising amount of people who don't even have t-shirts. Yeah. There's uh well, I mean, it it's funny because uh if you look back at some of the interviews, they said people like Stone Cold would never be a marketable um asset mm. for wrestling. And cause, and he didn't think he'd have anything either cuz he just walked out with a vest and black trunks, yeah. you know. And uh it, the hottest selling items was his stuff. And might still be, <laughs> as oh. far as we know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still, you run across that stuff, and it you're going to pay a pretty penny, especially if it's vintage. That's right. You've seen our t-shirt design. It's literally Johnny across the front and uh, our logo on the back, and uh-huh. we've made thousands of dollars off such a simple design. So it just goes to show if you invest in yourself, it'll pay back. Oh, and sometimes simplest is best. That's right. If you if you overcomplicate something, you muddy it up. Yeah. Right. And that's something Jason taught us too: is to keep things simple. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that word. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. You know, kiss. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, as you can probably see on here, my logo is just a cartoon picture of my face. It works. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I went and that was a picture that I sent my son. I texted it to him when he got a brand new phone. That way, he would have a picture to put in there of me whenever I called him. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I wonder what that would look like if I animated that. So I animated it when I was coming up with this show and I was like, that's perfect. And I use it for everything that I do now. So <laughs> That's branding though. That's that's branding. Yeah. So there's something that I just thought of just a second ago that I know there are some wrestlers that do this, and that you seem like the type that would do this. Are you are you a Chris Jericho fan? Ah, uh, so I was actually at Fozzie in Wichita this Saturday night, and I so I, I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan. Really? Okay. Um, Second favorite wrestler of all time. 
Who's your first? Shawn Michaels. <laughs> All so right. it's it's Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Ric Flair. Those are my top three. Man, oh man. And what about you, Johnny Dynamite? I like Chris Jericho. Not You're as Chris much Jericho? as I like him. Not as much as Lightning over here, but I do like him. <laughs> Who's your favorite wrestler? Oh man, favorite wrestler of all time would have to be probably Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, if not Rey, it'd be Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood Hogan. He specifically likes Hollywood Hogan. Hollywood Hogan, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was about the time whenever he went Hollywood. I had this hat of his when I was little, and it was the old style, you know, eat your, uh, eat your, vi- um, or, you know, take your vitamins and eat your vegetables, brother uh, Hulk Hogan. Hat. <laughs> and I was wearing it whenever he went bad, and it just broke my heart so much because I was this little bitty kid, no. and I just threw it on the ground, and I was so sad. And I wish I still had that hat. <laughs> but now, yeah, I, I can see Hollywood Hulk Hogan was, that was a good one. Anyways, going back to what I was saying, there's something that I read of one of Chris Jericho's books. He has kept a ledger of every match that he's been in. Do either one of you do anything like that? Do you keep track of we, your matches? We both stuff? have. We both have our list of every match we've had and where we've had it in the date. I know he kept uh, his paydays and everything. We didn't go that far, but we both we both keep track. That's cool. I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "That's a that's a really cool idea," you know that. Oh yeah. Apparently, nobody else was doing so. And that's crazy, yeah. Because like ever since my first match, I've been writing them down and keeping track. Because that's how you you keep track of yourself in a way is how many matches you've had, the versatility of your opponents, and etc. Hey, and one day that can go into a Hall of Fame. About 50 of those are against uh, the Blue Bowl, so that's a fun fact. <laughs> All right, and I know he's actually going to be there uh, on Saturday as well. Uh, yeah, he's taking on Justin Lee. He is, yeah. So, And I think that was actually the picture that I saw online for the billboard. Was that's the, the billboard, yeah, it's for the, the National Lightweight Championship. So, Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Another thing that... Uh, we've kind of been doing lately that you see more of now uh, other indie wrestlers. We're actually traveling champions with those WFC tag team championships. So even oh, though they're you? WFC, yeah, we've, we've defended them in five States. Uh, we've had about 40 defenses. So, Oh, wow. So y'all are definitely weathered champions then you've, yeah, we've, we've gotten permission from WFC to defend them in other promotions. So it's, we really, we take pride in being champions and we, we take them everywhere with us. And that's another guy that's uh, is pretty awesome is uh, Tim Rockwell. Oh, we love Tim. Uh, he, he's he's a great guy. I mean, I I've only met him one time, but in that time, just the way that I saw that he interacted with my son, it was the best. He's the man, and he he runs such a, a good ship. And obviously, uh, we want to do him proud because he's given us so many good opportunities, and he has a lot of faith in us, and we don't want to let him down. So he's someone right. we always want to try and make proud and remind him that we're worthy of being uh, prominent in his, his company there. Right. He definitely seems like uh, somebody that a lot of people that they, they look up to. And I, from what I hear, he comes from a uh, wrestling family background as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, uh, <clears throat> his family's been in it for forever. So Jace, Jason and Tim are, uh, 
they're our wrestling dads, so to speak. So they've they've helped us more than we can we can remember and given us so many opportunities. We find ourselves across the ring from them uh, <laughs> pretty regularly, but you know <laughs> they've they've done a lot for us and we appreciate it. Well, I mean that all all that does though is it helps you guys to uh, even learn in the ring being across from them like that. You know, absolutely helping to perfect uh, that craft that you have. And there's no two better to learn. No, no two better people to learn from. So, growing up, were you guys more of a WCW or were you more of a WWE? Which one did you actually prefer to watch, or was that still? Because uh, I know, like I said, you guys are a little bit younger than me, so I don't know how much of it you actually got to watch. And you said that some of your earlier memories, but so I was I would have been five when WCW went out of business but oh. I only have early memories of raw so okay. my my household was definitely a WWF household okay and so that means that uh, you would have been uh, Johnny uh, dynamite you would have been four when that happened I would have been four but I actually didn't start watching wrestling until 2005 2006 so like ruthless aggression era it's a great era and Yes, I loved it, and but I was a SmackDown guy. Still okay. am to this. I love SmackDown. I, I remember whenever they would, they always pitted SmackDown against Raw. You know, and I, they came out with the game and all that stuff. I always rooted for SmackDown. Oh, dude, same. I had all those games. I did too. I think my favorite was uh, it was either 2007 or 2008 was my favorite one. Eight um, was really good. Yeah, um, they had the the full on storylines that you could do, and it was so much fun to play. I haven't got to play the newest one yet. I'm very behind with. Uh... So, funny story about that game. Uh huh. But I pre-ordered it, and uh-huh. my copy when I went to go pick it up, somehow I got a demo copy of the game. So I downloaded it, and I waited, and it would only let me play as like Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio, and I was like, "What is what? this?" And so I got like a demo copy. Like it gave me two female options and two male options. So like, yeah, I could be Roman Reigns or Rey Mysterio or Sasha Banks or uh, Rhea Ripley. And that was just, I was stuck in that. <laughs> so I took it back to GameStop and I'm like, something's wrong with this. And they're like, you got a demo copy. Oh no. So the odds of that. And then when I tried to get another copy, they were sold out and I haven't went back yet. Oh no. So uh, I just got my, my money's back. So I'm going to try again eventually. Yeah, I my gaming has gone downhill so much. Being a dad and working full time and doing this, I just I have a hard time finding the time to. Johnny Dynamite's over here nodding his head in agreement. <laughs> you have that same uh, same problem, I'm guessing, huh? A hundred percent. Me being the 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 bachelor with no children, I mean, even I have a hard time finding time for my hobby. So. I think it's just uh, staying busy, and even I can relate to it without the the family machinations. It, it's part of getting older, I guess, you know? <laughs> so you heard what happened last night with Raw, correct? Yes, yeah. With uh, Sasha and Naomi just walking out? I did, yeah. That made me kind of sad. For me, though, I, I don't know. I kind of smell a work because they were a little bit too oh, oh. forthcoming on that. The fact that WWE put a statement out makes me really wonder. Yeah. It's all the work. That, that's that's what I've been saying all day. I was like, it has to be a work, because if that were the case, they would have already future-endeavored her 
Yeah, or suspended know. at least. Yeah, something. You know, it would have. Uh, they wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, she came in and did this, and it's because of this. Yeah. And now, come on now. Historically, when someone walks out, they're kind of blacklisted from the, the program. You know, they don't talk about them. They ignore them. Right. They're they're, so. they're kind of just hush-hush, pushed under the rug. They're not you yeah. know, brought to the forefront. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that actually plays out and what the storyline actually ends up being there. I can, I'm inclined to agree with you. So there hasn't been a lot in the mainstream uh, when it comes to wrestling that I've actually been super excited about watching except for pretty much the, the, the family, you know, uh, the Roman Reigns stuff. I mean, that's yeah. about the only thing that's been really catching my attention. Uh, is there anything that you guys have uh, seen recently that you've really liked watching and liking and paying attention with? Uh, we pretty much keep up with everything and watch everything. Uh, I got really excited when Dolph Ziggler won the NXT Championship because I'm a huge Dolph Ziggler fan. How can so you that, not that be? Was that... Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How can you not be a Dolph Ziggler fan? I mean, he's, you know, he's just, yeah, he's the man. I actually Johnny Dynamite thinks he's boring, so what? there's that. I'm sorry. My, the man one, is boring. One of my first wrestling t-shirts that I ever bought was his. I actually, I begged my mom uh, well, not begged my mom, but I told my mom about it, and she got it for me because I would never oh. get one for myself. And it's the one that said it was the pink one with the zebra print behind it, and it's blue lettering on the front. It says I have that could, one, and then pull I this have off. that one. <laughs> so I told Johnny Dynamite one time. I was like, you know, when you insult Dolph Ziggler, you're also kind of insulting me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's kind he's of my... a Shawn Michaels and. He is, and he's he's my current favorite wrestler. So I I take a lot from Dolph Ziggler too. I, I I definitely do get excited when they start giving him a little bit of a push. Whenever the whole horrible storyline of the authority was going on, and he came out on top as the yeah, sole that, survivor. That was awesome. That was the best thing that happened that whole year, in my opinion. Was... My opinion, too. <laughs> and then whenever he cashed in his money in the bank to win the championship, uh, I, I jumped up out of my seat when that happened. I did, too. <laughs> well, that's that's really cool. It sounds like uh, uh, we've got uh, quite a few of the uh, wrestlers in common there. But no, I'm and sorry, the... you were going back to what you were saying about um, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, the best thing about uh, the whole him winning the NXT championship thing was nobody expected it. Right. So that's what made that so great. And it's rare to do things that aren't expected anymore because there's so many dirt sheets and rumors. And, you know, so it was nice to see something unexpected happen. Yeah, I definitely agree there. For me, it's been Cody. Just a huge Cody Rhodes fan. I lost my mind when he came back to WrestleMania. That was cool. That was really everything cool. to do with him. I've just been keeping my eye on. Yeah, um, my first AEW T-shirt was him. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I and it was funny because I accidentally bought the wrong size. Oh, yeah, it was too small, and I'm a bigger guy, so I was highly disappointed oh. when I did that. But recently, I tried it on again, and it fits. 
Perfect. So I was so happy. My wife's like, why are you so excited? It's just a t-shirt. I was like, you don't understand. I bought this <laughs> and I have not got to wear it yet until now. I bought this over a year ago. So uh, definitely Cody Rhodes is uh, one that I, I hear some people say that they think that he's going to end up mid-card, and I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that they give him the proper push that he deserves. I think he'll get it this time. Uh, it's it's definitely looking that way with them giving him the wins over um, Seth Rollins and stuff like that. I, I think it's definitely a possibility this time. I understand. I mean, you you look at it too. Like he left when he was making 600000 a year and he comes back for rumored around full, mil- full million dollars a year. Like, whew, that's, that's, yeah, that's good money. That's good money. That's some faith in him at least. Well, the thing was, is when he came back, they bought what he had built. You know, yep. they didn't change anything whenever he came back in. When he showed up, his music was still the same. His look was the same. Nothing changed about him. So they full on bought exactly what he had built somewhere else. Yeah, and you don't see that anymore nowadays. No. No. The only other person I can think of that they've really done that with and it wasn't even fully, and that was probably AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think they should do that more often because it's more genuine yeah. as to what the person is and their character is. Yeah. Uh, well, there's one time that they, I, I don't know what happened with it, but when they tried to bring in the broken Matt Hardy character and they went, yeah. What did they call him? Woken Matt Hardy? It was you Woken, know? yeah. yeah woke, woke Matt Hardy. It, it just, it didn't work whenever they tried it there. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly why that is either. I, I, it wasn't changed much, so maybe just a different audience. Maybe, uh, but I don't think they probably could have booked the booked yeah. it a little better, you know. I they mean, weren't all in on it either. I mean, it was it was hesitant. Well, yeah, and I've definitely noticed that, that he, if it's not his idea, he don't want it. Yeah, oh yeah. So, but yeah. I get that, you know, it's his business, he can do what he wants with it. So, anyways, sorry, we're kind of just getting off oh, on no. just talking about Raw and SmackDown and everything else over <laughs> that, here. That actually brings us to a good point because that's one of the things that is really great about independent wrestling is who people are doesn't change depending on where they go. So, you know, toxic masculinity, us, no matter uh-huh. where we are, it's, it's the same. It's the same guys. It's the same presentation, same music, same logo, same same characters. So right. that's something that I think is fun for fans to follow is seeing all these different characters interact in different places it's almost like the territories and uh traveling characters interacting with each other it's a creates an interesting dynamic at these shows for sure yeah i i i 100 agree with you on that and it's awesome to travel uh we were in kansas this weekend and it's Salem springs next weekend then tulsa oklahoma so we're always on the road going somewhere and, and you said you y'all do like the going up and down the road now do y'all travel together Yes. Yep. You do. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I, we, I figured you did, but you know, I, you know, you never know. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about the best characters being genuine, and uh, I think that's why a lot of people like us because uh, you can tell that we're really best friends, and that we really do have a a relationship as friends that it makes our characters shine through as genuine. Because so, a lot of tag teams, and we've noticed this traveling, like we'll we'll be this might be a little too backstage or, you know, break kayfabe, and we're not going to name names, but there's a lot oh, of tag teams, 
there's a lot of tag teams we've wrestled in different places and uh we see them interact with each other and they're not they don't like each other they argue they don't mm-hmm. you, you can tell they're not actually they don't like each other and i think that shows and people can see through that sometimes well yeah uh, it affects the chemistry definitely yeah there's a there's a certain level of chemistry and synergy that a tag team i think has to have and we're lucky enough to be have been friends for years before we were a tag team that's good yeah i mean that definitely helps um, and, and we I, also train we, we train together every week pro wrestling we're in the ring together every week before shows so that's good repetition um, so do you, when when you guys are traveling up and down the roads do you just rebook the territories yourself or do you all not really talk about wrestling oh we talk about nothing but wrestling and comic books so <laughs> that sounds like a vacation man every road trip is a vacation when it's us but yeah we always travel together i think it, it helps us too because you get those whether it's three hours or nine hours in a car with someone, you, you do build more of a relationship with that person. You definitely find out how much you really like that person. That's for sure. That's for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. I, I know um, with my job, I had to uh, travel when I first started there. I had to stay away from home a week and it was about four, five times I had to do that within my first year of working there and uh, yeah uh, you know they put me up in a hotel and everything and uh, it was me and one of the guy and he's probably one of my best friends now because we just rolling down the road listening to music because that's that was our thing is you know we kind of really just got into music he was a yeah into like your kind of uh bring me the horizon type music and stuff like that and uh, kind of your punk rock and your uh, some of your metal music, your metal core and stuff. And yeah, we kind of found something that we both loved and just kind of went up and down the road listening to music and talking about it. And yeah, he's he doesn't work with me anymore, but he's still probably oh. one of my best friends. You know, well, good. I, I'm glad you kept that. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and so being able to do that, the being on the road with somebody, it definitely does build a relationship that you know, it's very hard to break that bond. And I think a lot of it helps that we do have just similar interests and similar personalities in a lot of ways. So yes, uh, it helps a lot. Definitely does. Cause then you'll actually have something to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're to the point where we can finish each other's sentences and we can non-verbally communicate with looks. So that's nice. Hey, and that works good in the ring too, doesn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. More than anything. That's where that comes in handy. I mean, yeah. it's funny to use like in conversation, if someone says something and we can just kind of look at each other and, you know, <laughs> share a thought, but especially in the ring, if, if things go haywire or, you know, we can just look at each other and we know what to do. So what kind of music do y'all like to listen to? I'm a classic rock guy and uh, not just classic rock, but modern rock too. I just like rock and roll, you know, rock and roll. So Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin, Motley Crue, Van Halen. That's my cup of tea. All right. And I listen to everything. Like, Never. my playlist is the most random just mash of musicians. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you'll go from, like, Asking Alexandria to George Strait <laughs> very quickly. Yes. That, yeah, that's... I love it. That's the way I am for sure. That is really when you can have that broad range like that, because you don't know what your mood's going to be at the moment, right? As a hundred percent, there's yeah. songs out there for however I'm feeling. If I need to get hyped up before a show, if I need to calm myself, yeah, there's so much stuff. As for me, I like to stay in that hair metal mindset. 
keeps me happy, keeps me energetic. So. <laughs> well, I've recently gotten my son. Well, no, my, my son and my daughter both. They're definitely into my music. I, I listen to everything. I can listen to from Luciano Pavarotti all the way to... Um, Bless you. <laughs> to uh, Five Finger Death Punch. You know, I can, oh, I can go no. from one end to the other. You know, that's just somebody that came to mind. Um, or have you heard of uh, Hunt the Dinosaur? I have not. You haven't. They are a crazy deathcore metalcore band that I found, oh. and uh, they're pretty great. Uh, they or the one song that I found of theirs was pretty great. So we listen. Me and my son actually listened to that on the way home today. It's <laughs> awesome. So I've I've kind of turned both of my kids into little metalheads, and my wife is like, "What have you done?" To <laughs> my dad is actually the reason I have my musical taste. So okay. Because that's what I grew up listening to was what he listened to, and uh, I ended up liking it just as much. Well, I mean, that's that's usually the way it goes. I mean, my dad is – so it's funny. My dad is a pastor of a Pentecostal oh. church, um, but he's the reason why I got into comic books. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so my first set of comic books actually used to be his comic books. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I've I've gotten a pretty cool collection – I've actually found uh, a few that might actually be worth something someday. So, you know, I've, I've kind of started that whole collecting as well, not just reading to just read, but collecting also. Right. Are there any good comic shops uh, over there? So we have the best thing, the best place I can find them is probably Vintage Stock. Uh, I don't know oh, if you I know love Vintage Stock. Stocks. Yeah. Um, I know they have one in Springfield, and they have uh, – I think they have some in Oklahoma as well. And yeah, they're they're all over the place, so yeah. that's that's always nice. Yeah, so uh, we've got one right there in uh, downtown Rogers area, and it's – I'll have to visit that next time we're in town. It's not as cool as the one in Joplin, I will say that. Really? I spent entirely too much money at that Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, that one in Joplin, I mean, it's uh, – uh, Good God, that thing is huge! No, oh, I haven't been to that one. Yeah, the uh, the it, it's almost like going to a comic con, but it's a it's just a nerd store straight up. The one in Joplin, you have to go there if you ever get a chance. Absolutely. So you, you said you spent too much money at the comic con there. Oh. I <laughs> the only thing I ended up I, I played it smart. I got both my kids something and walked away. Um, I bought, I bought, wait, I bought action figures, I bought comic books, I bought posters. The whole time Johnny Dynamite shaking his head at me. <laughs> is he still doing he, it right now? <laughs> he, yeah, he is right now. He tries to keep me under control, but it's hard to do. <laughs> He's got much more self-control. That's he, not true. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, how much money did I spend on Pops? He's day? a, he's a pop guy. He's a oh, really? pop guy. Yeah, okay. Funko Pop. I think I'm at like 432 right now. Good grief. Wow. I, I have a pretty cool one sitting behind me right now at my desk. And it, I don't know, do y'all watch anime at all? Yeah. Okay. So I have a, I mean, it, it it's Goku eating noodles. I got, <laughs> oh, I love that. It's an Amazon exclusive one and he has his halo and everything. Oh, I love that. My daughter actually got it for me for my birthday last year. Oh. She was like, I want to get him something cool that he, I know he'll love. 
So she found that and got it for me. And then the other cool one that I have is a Crash Bandicoot one. Oh, yes. Oh, I love Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Um, that was always a fun game. I, I even went as far as to I repurchased it on my Switch because um, you could get oh, like all the Crash the Bandicoot remastered? games together. Yes. Yeah. I also bought the remastered Spyro the Dragon. Oh, I, I love buy, those games. I didn't do that one, but I, I wanted to. Those are like those are I, I categorize those together when I think about like my childhood games. Mm-hmm. I loved all those. Well, I still have a uh, GameCube, and uh, really, I'm actually, yeah, yeah, it's in uh, my son's room because he's so he likes console games. My daughter likes PC better, so he has the the Nintendo stuff in his room, and then she has the gaming computer and stuff for her room, so. <laughs> We're definitely. I've always been, I've always been a PlayStation guy. PlayStation is the best. Um, so I'm a PlayStation guy, and uh, Johnny Dynamite. He kind of has everything. Everything. He's got everything. Everything, huh? Like, do you keep all of the old game consoles? I have. Let's see here. I'm actually trying to find an old PS2, but for the most part, yeah. Like I still have an NES, like my original NES. Oh really? Yep. That's really cool. I... I'm, my goal is I'm I'm wanting to get an, a Nintendo 64. I Ooh. haven't sat down and done it yet because I know the prices are going up on them. But I my want... best friend actually he still has a an N64. Really? So yeah, those they're the best. Whenever I was really little, that was the cool one to have was the Nintendo 64. Oh yeah, and it's 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 kind of having a resurgence in popularity too. Yeah, but like you said, PS2 is probably my favorite. And it's probably because that's where I got to play God of War. That, yeah. And um, Devil May Cry. Ah. It's a great game. You have some pretty good taste in games, too, it sounds like. (laughs) I guess I do, yeah. I I played those. I also played stuff like, on the PS1, I played, like, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII. Um, Then I got the PS2 and played Final Fantasy X. You know, it was... It's good stuff. Uh, my favorite games are actually the Ark, the Batman Arkham games. Yes, those are and good. the Elder Scrolls uh, series. Those are my favorite games. So I would have to say probably Elder Scrolls and the Fallout series. I do love Fallout too. I do love Fallout. Do you have a favorite Fallout? New Vegas. Yes. Okay. That's my favorite. Uh, what about you, Johnny Dynamite? Do you have a, a favorite one out of those? Uh, New Vegas. New Vegas. New Vegas and Batman Arkham Asylum are my two favorite games. I've actually started playing Arkham Asylum again recently. Um, I Something really cool happened at that vintage stock that I was uh, telling you about that's in Rogers. They had... I wanted an Xbox 360. I just... I, I wanted one. I had, had one when my son was first born, and it broke on me. Um, I went to go put a disc in the drive while I was holding him and while the drive was still out, it fell off the stand and no. yeah, it wouldn't go back in. It like, I couldn't get it to work. So I haven't had one since then. My son's 10 now. So oh. yeah. So I went up to vintage stock and I was talking to them and stuff. And they told me there was like, well, we have this Xbox. We're not going to fix it. We're going to throw it away. But if you want it, We'll give it to you because we're just going to put it in the no. trash. Yeah. That's awesome. So I get it home to try to figure out what's broken on it. 
Do you know what the only thing was that was broken? What? You know the little light that tells you what players are on that goes around the outside of the power? Oh my yeah. gosh. That was it. That was all that was broken on it. Oh, you, you <laughs> looked into that. Yeah, so I got a free 360. <laughs> <laughs> so you I can't went, beat that. No, you can't. So I went right back up, right back up there, and I bought like four or five games for it. And me and the kids play it all the time. We do that, and then we play Halo, uh, Halo 3, and I, you know, pretty much destroy them. That's the one thing that I, I'm sad about is since I'm a PlayStation guy, I've had minimal exposure to Halo, but anytime I go to my best friend's house, he's got an Xbox, and we always play Halo. Halo's always a fun one, but that's where I've been playing the um, Arkham Asylums at. So. so it's kind of funny. We have a routine when do our wfc shows uh-huh. where we always stop at a game exchange in springdale arkansas on our way and it's the coolest game exchange ever it's got everything in there so we'll, we'll shout out that game exchange for the hundreds of dollars we spent almost every weekend yeah i i think i know exactly which game exchange you're talking about too they've got a huge they've got comics they've got action figures games obviously posters decorations you know they've got everything there that's really cool so y'all probably be going there when you come to Arkansas this time, or well, when when y'all go to the Asylum Spring Show. Oh yeah, we'll probably make a stop, and then the week after that, May twenty eighth, we'll definitely make a stop for for Fandetta. And for the mid state shows, those are the easiest for us because we're like fifteen minutes tops from the from the building, so those are always nice. The Springfield mid state shows that's only about an hour and a half, and Asylum Springs is only about two hours. So yeah, that's not too bad. I think. Asylum, I realized um, afterwards, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to be getting home pretty late after that show. <laughs> Those so. closer shows, they really make you appreciate the shorter drive when you go to like Tennessee or Texas or even Wichita like this weekend. Like those are some, some halls. Yeah, for sure. It makes you appreciate the three hours. <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So what I'm going to do here is uh, usually I, I try to keep these – about an hour long the shows thing and so before i get off here i want to uh, give you guys a chance to if there's anything coming up that you want to announce that you can do that um so do you have anything i, I know we've been talking about all the different shows that um, you guys are going to be going to is there anything else that's coming up as well that you wanted to talk about let me see if i can get my plugs ready here so right. this weekend uh, may 21st silent Springs Community Building, we have Crown Championship Wrestling, and uh, you'll see us in action there. Yes. The weekend after that, we're going to have Fandetta at the uh, Hope Center Arena in Tulsa, Oklahoma for WFC, and you'll see us in action there. Uh, June 4th, I think we actually have a rare open weekend, and then uh, June June 11th, we'll be in Harrison, Arkansas for Mid-States Wrestling's 20th anniversary show. So you definitely won't want to miss that show because it's it's going to be 20 man battle royal is the main event and uh, we'll be there obviously <laughs> that's our home promotion <laughs> and uh, we'll probably we'll, we'll actually probably uh, dropping our our new shirt at that show so oh cool well I, I can't wait we'll, to see it that'll begin the second rotation of toxic masculinity merchandise <laughs> but yeah that's that's our next couple months worth of shows so if All you right. want to catch us we're pretty easy to find and. Uh, if you want to catch us on Facebook, that's Toxic Masculinity Dash the Johnnies. That's where we post most of our updates. Well, it has been awesome having you guys on here. We'll have to reschedule for that uh, that comic book and movie discussion. Yes, definitely, we're going to have to do that. It has definitely been 
awesome having you guys on. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while now. Um, Us too. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys on Saturday, and I can't wait to have y'all on again. Oh, we'll see you Saturday. All right. Y'all have a wonderful evening. You too. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks. Hey, this is Eric. And this is Bill. And this is Jim. We are Oh No Not Them. If you're into pop culture, music, pro wrestling, anything fun, and you want to listen to three old friends just talking off the cuff, completely unscripted, unplanned, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. Oh No Not Them. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Had a lot of fun recording it, as always. I can't wait to hear what happens next with them. I think they've got an amazing career ahead of them. And like I said, I just can't wait to see what happens. So the reason why I actually dropped this episode early is because they were advertising for a show that is happening this Saturday on the 21st in Salem Springs, Arkansas. And that's the Crown Championship Wrestling Show that um, they are going to be performing at. Also, the guy that I had on a few weeks ago, Justin Lee, he'll be performing there. Any of my local people, you've probably seen flyers for it. You've probably seen the billboard that's up over off of Rainbow Curve um, for the show that's coming up. If you're able to go, go to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But this was a lot of fun to do, just talking with these guys. Everybody that I've met with this group has been amazing. They've been extremely friendly. They've been extremely helpful. And I can't wait to work with them more in the future. So I've got a couple other shows that are coming up that I would like to tell you guys about. So next week, I will be having my friend Sam, who I used to do my old podcast with. He's going to come over here, and we are going to talk about He-Man. So it'll be a little break from the wrestling that we normally do. And then the week after that, we will be having another wrestling personality. And he is the voice of Oklahoma professional wrestling, the velvet voice, Walker Stewart. And uh, I can't wait to have him on here. The week following that, I will have a musical artist on again. This is somebody who their people kind of reached out to me. I got to hear one of her songs and... This is a very talented young lady. Her name is Presley Tennant. She is a up-and-coming um, singer um, out of Nashville. She has opened for people like Tim McGraw and Blake Shelton and Cody Johnson and a few others. She was actually on The Voice when she was 16 years old. And she has a song out that uh, she wanted to come and kind of talk about and everything. So I can't wait to have her come on. So I will be recording with her on the 6th, and that episode will drop on the 13th of June, right around Father's Day. So I have quite a bit planned out. I actually have almost the entire month of June planned with a bunch of different interviews. I can't wait to let you guys hear these. I'm very excited about what the future holds. If you have anything that you want me to ask these people, or if you just want to give me a comment or tell me something that you want to hear, um, you can always send me an email at giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, and that's at IYGADAP, IGADAP. 
if you give a data podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at give a data podcast. You can find me on Twitter and that's dad podcast one, one. Um, I'm also on Snapchat and that's the, I could on there as well. Come follow me. I will announce things on there whenever a special episode comes out or something different, kind of like this one. You know, I announced that this one was going to be dropping early, and hopefully all of you guys got to see that. Um, If you didn't, then come follow me on the socials. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know if there's something else that you would like to hear. I look forward to hearing from from you guys. You've been amazing. I love the support that I've been getting, and I can't wait to bring you more great content in the future. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I can't wait to bring you next week's episode. You'll have a wonderful night. See ya. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. You know you want to come.